Ladies and gentlemen, San Gabriel Valley and beyond, we are back with another episode of the Strawberry Death Machine podcast. I am here with Garrick and Justin, as usual. What up? What's up, guys? Hello, hello, hello. But today we have another set of guests on. We have Mark and Josh from Sovereign Sun here. Hello, hello. What's good? How's it going? Good, good, good. So, um... Finally announce it. Finally announce it, yeah. So I've been uh, talking about a song on the podcast for the past two weeks, and it is out now on all streaming services and platforms with the band Sovereign Son. Here they are. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Got pulled over by police (laughs) (laughs) on the way here. I love how I answered for both of us. If if you can't tell, Mark's not from around here. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't been deployed yet. Yet. Yep. Yet. The night is still young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I hear the sirens now, I think, like, fuck, uh, they're coming for me. Now you know me. how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm, getting oh, the, no. I'm getting the full immigrant experience. It's good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's shoot to have them both out of here by 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like out of the country. I know people. <laughs> <laughs> I know so, so, so will they. Yeah. Yeah. So apart from that, that's good. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I do too. Oh, still yeah. not okay. <laughs> like, shit, hold on. Literally, dude. Oh, no. Yeah. What's up, guys? How have we been? How was our week? By the way, I didn't do anything just to put this out. Like, <laughs> I got pulled over just for like registration. It's like they didn't see Wasn't the smoking knife. crack or anything. <laughs> <laughs> the hooker in the back. Not today. Not, not today. Not today. Not this yeah. time. Yeah. Love, they caught me on an off day. I, yeah. love, I love smoking crack while driving. Rookies. Yeah. <laughs> while driving, that's also, the skill as well. Also, you have to get the yeah. bang. Uh, not the bang. The bong. <laughs> the bang. The bong. He's not from California. Believe it or not, like crack and bang. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, the car yeah. just explodes. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. that's some uh, dopamine fucking going for you right uh-huh. now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you see uh, Trevor Wallace? You know Trevor Wallace is the dude who does. Which um, one? Okay. Oh man, the bang bang skeet skeet. My name's Oh, Bryce. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he did yeah. a bang one today. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. he was, <laughs> bro, it was insane. He was dude. just like, ah! <laughs> 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 he literally just started screaming. It was hilarious. You know how Monster has Kyle who would what he would did, which bang he did have? a thing with Monster as well. What would bang be? Kyle, David. Yeah, I was gonna say David. Like David, some, some weird Kyle, white dude. Kyle drinks monster. David drinks bang. Yeah. David, David, dude. David, God for sure. It. It's not. It's a, that's a David drink right there. Anyways, <laughs> Any, anyways, hey, you're in. You're in Sovereign Son too. I am no. in Sovereign Son. Yeah. I am. I am the third member. I don't know how. So it's, so it's just <laughs> so, so it's uh, three piece at the moment. Yes. Three nice, piece. Man. Yes. Uh, so who's who's doing who's doing what? So I'm vocals and guitar, so I'm the important one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I he, play drums. For one. Yeah. Plays drums. He, he's, uh, Mark is actually the only one that actually gets likes on Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's also, a, the, o- he's also the only gift. one with a Facebook. <laughs> hey. True. Hey. <laughs> Look, someone's got to appeal to the over 40s. <laughs> 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 right? know, dude, so fucking hell. Exactly. Know your to, 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 the, to, yeah, the, yeah. to the married over 40s. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah exa- exactly. Well, look, hey, listen, they're the ones that buy shit, all right? Actually, People our fair. age aren't going to fucking buy anything. Actually, that's 100% exactly. fair. Yeah, that's, yeah. True. Yeah. that's true. It's funny because he, he, sent, he, sent he sent us a screenshot today of like the feedback from, from the uh, the post, and it was all just Facebook lights and comments. <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is great, man. Nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was tight. So your vocals guitar. Vocals guitar. Josh, what do you I play drums. You play drums? I play everything. Else, which is you just bass. Yeah, it's a good salesman. Yeah, exactly. cool. Yeah, so we were thinking about not having a bassist just because, well, bassists are kind of lesser people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then yeah. we thought we you need one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's, for sure. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I've been the brunt of bass player jokes for the latter part of five years. <laughs> Honestly, we just yeah. needed another member who we could pick on because we can't pick on each other. I mean, you can, but it just didn't work. Yeah, the group that you need to kind of feel like you're picking on someone as a group, mm-hmm. and it's one on one, it just doesn't work. No, so we need like we need a fucking third member, yeah. so we can pick That's on good. someone. So Wait, useless right. instrument can we check? Bass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny because when when I met Mark, um, I met him at, at one of Josh's uh, birthday parties, and uh, one of the twenty-two. One of the twenty-two. <laughs> one of them. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah, it was funny because um, Mark told me that he was in a project that needed a bass player, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I play bass." And he looks at Josh. He goes, "You didn't tell him." And Josh was like, "I was going to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we, we will kind of look at Josh like, "Okay." I was getting to that. Yeah, we had like so many conversations. We we're like, oh, I need a bass player. And Josh was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like where the conversation ended. <laughs> and then I'm Why out there, like, I'm fucking out there networking, like going to fucking Viper rooms and shit, like Monday nights, getting up for work. And then Josh is just chilling at home, like, yeah, I've got a whole fucking network of contacts on my phone. <laughs> but I just want him to go out and have fun. <laughs> so I want You're him to get dude. out of the house for a bit. It's You're not the dude. destination, it's the journey. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So it was my birthday. I wanted one night to just chill and not worry about shit, you know? Yeah. So I don't even know how this happened. You know, and I'm in the band. How did Sovereign <laughs> Sun become a thing? Oh man. That's let's date it back to last April. Started with podcasts as yeah. as always. Really? Huh. Yeah. This is the full circle of life here now. There you go. Legit. Interesting. Uh, Sovereign Sun actually, as of tomorrow, is ending. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, had a good run. Checks out. <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, yeah. Our, <laughs> put out a debut single yesterday. <laughs> we had a good run. Our first tour and farewell tour will be next month. Yeah. <laughs> we had our 40 Facebook Cougars comment on Facebook. <laughs> and then we're good. We're finished now. That's it. Uh, Checks out. I was on a conspiracy podcast like back in because I love a good conspiracy. You know, the Queen has elicited that sort of shit. We yeah. found our Eddie Bravo. And then, uh, so I was on a conspiracy podcast like back in... March last year when I first came to America literally like two days after I first came to America and Josh's Aunt Diane l- likes that podcast so then added me on Facebook because on th- at the end of that podcast I said I'm in California now so as anyone knows any musicians hit me up she added me on Facebook and said she knows Josh because Aunt obviously hooked me up Wait, and we had a jam in end of April <laughs> last year and then that's it really it's kind of mm-hmm. rolled from there crazy because I remember Josh talking about Sovereign Son about about a year ago, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm jamming with this project, Sovereign Son. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's cool." He's 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 like, he's like, "It's different than what I usually do, but it's cool." And I was like, oh, "Okay, for sure. That's 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 cool." And that was all he told me. <laughs> so prior to that, you guys didn't even know each other. No, wild. No, it was uh, it was Josh's aunt Diane that put us in touch. That Just was a, that was a funny day too because. I had no previous contact with Mark other than us setting up our first jam. Oh, really? And then the day that we did jam, I had set the studio time up and everything. Mm-hmm. So he hadn't gotten to my house yet that day. So I was like, ah, uh, I'll just message him, tell him to meet me at the studio. And we'll just meet there. Yeah. Turns out his phone was di- like done, dead. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't even know that. So he came to my house, knocked <laughs> on my door. My mom was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah. Very like, normal it's, it's funny because yeah. yeah, yeah. his, his, his mom is super, super sweet. And he's like, uh, oh, who? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Uh, son, there's a British man. I was going to say, Josh, you got a British man at the door. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, the he had to take his land back. <laughs> <laughs> he's asking actually, for tea. We don't know. Actually, actually, it's my land. Uh, oh, actually. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> this old thing. <laughs> I was just here to assert colonial dominance. But yeah, you I was here before. Sand, a- actually, I was here before any of you except half of Josh. I was born in 1991. I was here first. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We're all citizens of the world and all of that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but your mum's nice. 
Yeah, she's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. For the record, let it be known, my mom is an angel. Anyone yeah. who's been to my house will know that. No, his Absolutely his, his mom is the sweetest person. Can confirm. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So shouts out to mom, real quick, and dad. And he'll get salty if I don't mention his name. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus? Salty if you don't mention Jesus as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus is your dad? Jesus is the Well, he's one. all about dad, really. Right. About it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway. Josh doesn't know what to say I anymore. was going to say some blasphemous shit. I didn't know. Probably for the better. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, back to what we were saying. So, random Brit shows up at our door, and my mom's like, uh, this has got to be the guy Josh was jamming with. So, she ended up sending him to the right spot. We ended up just jamming. But, yeah, the first our first jam was... A little hectic, and then you know we just kind of went from there. Yeah, nice. It yeah. took a long time as well because immigration stuff. So I had to keep going back and forth for a while. Yeah, you know because the my wife's American, the green card thing takes ages. Obviously, yeah. they they don't want any immigrants coming in. So that took a while. So we couldn't really get started like how we wanted to get started. We couldn't exactly just be like, oh, we had a jam, wicked, let's go. Because I didn't move here like fully till October. Oh, and really? And then I got married. And that takes some time. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't. Did you get married here? Or did you get married in England? Got married here. Santa oh, really? Barbara. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. But I didn't get a green card till April, so I couldn't even work. So couldn't even like get like rehearsal studio time. Right, so it right. was just like this really long wait. And then once we got everything kind of in line, everything moved really fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super cool. But I, I was because I remember, like I said, I remember I remember Josh talking about it when it first started becoming a thing, and then he kind of didn't mention anything about it. And then he started mentioning it again, I think, around the time that you moved here fully. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm working with this project right now. Because I think around that time was when he started talking to me about MSTT mm-hmm. back when. Um, so, yeah, th- there was another project that he sort of mentioned, me, mentioned to me a while ago. And um, I think I've almost joined a good number of your bands. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, back in the day, I was almost in a holy sin as rhythm guitar. I wasn't in you know, a holy sin. I know until the very end. So. Well, I know, but but I was that was my Semantic first kind of experience semi. into into joining bands that were more established than my garage bands that I was in. Fuck you trying while. to say, dude? Hey, <laughs> listen, dog. Uh, hey, man, we played two shows. We played two shows <laughs> and then went on hiatus. What's up? Anyway, <laughs> anyway. When's the farewell tour though? Right now, we probably just, we in did about it. a week. <laughs> we yeah. <just> did it. <laughs> we uh, if that, those are the I, two shows. Yeah, la- was, last yeah. show, last show was on Father's Day. Um. Ironically, ironically enough, that's a rough day for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> rough day for all of us. Rough day for all of you guys. <laughs> Same, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. Out yeah. To there we go. Yeah. Dude, Shout really? Well, Father's Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad died when I was like oh. eight. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear seven. That. One of those years. One of those years. Yeah, yeah. See what the fuck you did, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the only one who's got lucky. Yeah. What, what's what's, uh, what's having a dad like? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, but yeah, no. And then after that, I think I was almost in On the Morrow as the bass player for mm, like. Yes. Because you mentioned it to me. Yeah, we were. We and then were, you were uh, like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. There was a lot of moving Cause, parts cause, for that. Yeah, because he considered me first, and then he, another guy joined. He left, and then he's like, would you be down? And I said, yes. He goes, never mind. And then they broke up like Sorry. a month later. <laughs> yeah. And then after that. It was talks that Windle needed a bass player. Then you were like, "Never mind." And they broke broke up about a month after that as well. And fifth time's a charm, am I right? Oh yeah, no, this is all my fault. A lot of old wounds. For this is all Josh. of this is all my fault. And then uh, after that, I believe I was with Confinement 
after that. Yes. Were we? Yeah. Were you though? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Because that was... Yeah, that was definitely confinement era. Yeah, that was... By beca- that point. Because... because era, oh, Justin. Oh, my God. We... <laughs> well, we well, how, long, how long did we do confinement? For like, like three four years? years. Three years. <laughs> three years, <laughs> two yeah. Two fucking long. Yeah. yeah we we were banned for three years and played two shows. And then died. And played... And, and put out one died. garbage and demo and no broke up. <laughs> didn't release any music. We released a song. No, we didn't. No. Link in the description. No. It's not. It's not going to be. No, it's not. I upload the shit. It's not going to be in the description. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's funny. Every every musician has like a long list of bands they've been in though as well. Yeah. And it just shows how sort of temperamental this industry is. Oh, exactly. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm proud of all the bands you mentioned. I mean, like yeah, each one of those of not only had their triumphs that I look back on like very I mean, well, fondly. Plus, plus you put out music, so I mean. <laughs> well, there's that. But <laughs> there's not only triumphs that I look back on very fondly, but all of the faults and failures ended up just being shit that I learned that then helped me better formulate bands in the future. Yeah, which of course. is why I feel like every band that came after just lasted that much longer. Or I had this that was better, or right. I had a you know, a better music or whatever it was. The drums were better. Mm-hmm. And I can look back on it as like, okay, I improved every time. It's you all know. learning experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because I remember that you were in a band before this in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that went really well. Last week, last show we did was nine hundred people. Oh wow, Jeez. that's pretty good. Um, sure. And then Yoko Ono comes along, fucks it all up, <laughs> and now I live in America. Justin was real confused for a second. Yeah, he was like, "Wait, literally?" That ass was up. She well, does she, ruin a lot of things. Yeah, she does. What's she like? <laughs> yeah, no. So <laughs> when I uh, when I met Mrs. Corsa, came over here, so I had to disband the band. But yeah. um, but it was a good run. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been in like twenty <laughs> bands before that. You know, everyone was mm-hmm. like I say, everyone has that like long list of bands. Yeah. But Josh was right in the trial and error thing. You learn a lot from each thing. I mean, I got a philosophy really where you you either win or you learn. Mm. You don't have to lose if you choose to learn from a loss. Yeah. yeah. So you either win or you learn. God right. damn. So I just choose to learn. That's so probably the smartest thing we've ever said on this podcast. Yeah, that's that's the only insightful thing preach. anyone's ever said on this podcast <laughs> and in, in, in our in our Should I just say like You're also the smartest I... sounding person that we've had on the podcast. Thank so. you. I appreciate yeah, it. Keep keep mind, keep mind we're all we're all from California, so I mean Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the accent fool you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I was I was gonna say, um so it, it, being from the UK is the music industry, music kind of the way that it's run over there is it different than here in the States? I'd say of anywhere in the world, it's probably the most similar. Really? Because, yeah, because if you think of all of the biggest artists that you can think of, they're either from London, LA, or New York, right? Yeah, so, fair I mean, enough. Yeah. If I was from, like, Germany, it'd be different, or Russia would be different. But the thing with the UK, you know, it, the competitiveness is the same because mm-hmm. the, the level that artists reach is the same. Right, but in most of the world, that isn't the case. Like, for example, I, w- I toured Europe a bit once a while ago, and we'll be doing that most likely as well next year, which we'll get into. But um, if you you can go to like Munich in Germany or something, or you can go to like Paris, and you can have big bands that are really big there, but they're not going to be big here. But in London, if a band is big in London, they're big everywhere. And it's the same if a band is big in LA or New York; they're big everywhere. Yeah, that's so. That's, yeah. I would say if actually. UK is probably the most similar to here, but most of the world is very different. Yeah, hmm. the language might be part of it as well. You know, I think that helps. Like when artists actually sing in English as their native language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Because yeah, I mean, helps. like, because we because we know like Chris Lake from Japan. Yeah, Crystal Lake. They they're they're from Japan, but 
all their songs are in English, but it's funny because when you hear them talk, none of them speak English mm-hmm. in interviews or anything like that. Or even like uh, We Butter, like huh? their, their newer stuff. There's a band from Germany, speaking of. Um, they're called We Butter, the Brit with Butter. Shout out to them. They were actually one of the first bands you ever showed me, Josh. Mm-hmm. Wild. They were hilarious. They were like a weird, what do you call them, like techno deathcore? Electro deathcore. I don't Electro know. That death sounds core. very mainstream. However you want to. It's not. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it is, I'm guessing it is, not. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It is the most niche style of music that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. They were popping though, but it's no, it was. ten years ago. They were holding it down. Dude, yeah, for real. <clears throat> it's funny because um, when he showed me them, I was into like Slipknot and like Devil's Prada, kind of like your more mainstream metalcore bands. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> all their songs were in German. Yeah, they had techno beats and all of their music. And it was just chugs and 808s. And it was a foreshadowing of, of what, we're, what we're hearing now out of the music scene. <laughs> no shit. It literally is. Yeah, everything went really niche for a while. But I think, and I spe- we were talking about this yesterday, I think everything is going to go back to being more accessible again. I, I think things go in this wave, like everything goes really niche into pockets. And then, like, the Tool Record's a great example of this. Like, oh, yes. When like... Core of a million copies first week. Have you guys heard the Detour record mm-hmm. yet? It's oh, no, uh, I haven't. what? I haven't heard it yet. Full. I haven't either. I'm going home. <laughs> it's been real. You guys need to. For good things about it, though. Dude, there's only so much I can do. <laughs> hold, just hold the cable oh, into the duct tape. Okay. <laughs> See, that's fine. You do it. No. Yeah, let me have this fucking weird ass hand at the end of the thing. That's not my fault. <clears throat> it's gonna have arthritis by the end of the podcast. I got the arthritis. Also, also, also not my fault. All right, dude. You can leave my house. It's not my fault. Whose house is it anyway? Mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was a quick answer. He was like, <laughs> mine. Mine. Yeah. 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 It's my house. Chemo I've, I've, actually, I've actually climbed through that window. More than once. That window? Yes, you can, he can. I used to. Oh, you definitely can, bro. 20 pounds ago, I could. Oh, yeah. It's well, not just that. Just the, the both or just the one? Just, just the, the one. one. It's not that bad. Mark says know. both with an F. Both. I rest my case. You were saying about the tour record? Standard. Fuck knows. I can't remember. Uh, accessibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, accessibility. So, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I was just saying that I think music is going to go back to where metal is kind of in that in-between where it becomes more accessible again. And, and I think it's because we're becoming more and more, I suppose, globalized. Everything's become more and more connected. Therefore, people's influences are getting more and more shared. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think... People will start coming back to metal like they used to, where it was yes. dominating. But I think the only way that's going to happen is metal has to be kind of it has to go kind of across different genres almost. Yeah. yeah. Would you consider the new Tool record a more accessible one compared to their other ones? No, I wouldn't. But I <laughs> not <laughs> but at I'd all consider it. The songs are fifteen minutes long. I haven't heard. I, no, I like think it'd so. actually be no, probably even less. But compared to niche metal, it's accessible. Okay. Yeah. You know, compared yeah. to like techno death yeah. porn grind or something you know <laughs> like over the <laughs> last like few yeah. years i've noticed like more and more people or less and less people rather like when not, they go oh what music do you listen to and i'm like oh i listen to like metal and stuff like that and they're not like how do you listen to that it's all just like blah, blah. like they're i've like, heard oh, less okay. and less they're just like oh well, like who and i'm like yeah don't know anything but all right well we'll, we'll, we'll entertain <laughs> this for a second yeah. yeah i don't know if you had it here but when i was in school 
they used to it's Slipknot would be like the only metal band people would know. Basically. Yeah. So you come in wearing like a, I don't know, you wear a t shirt of anything, could be tall, and people are like, Oh, you like fucking slipknot. And I'm like, Well, this is actually not <laughs> no, this slipknot. Is, this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you like slipknot, don't you? <laughs> and it's like, Well, actually a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're 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 I mean, even now there's still like people that hold on to that. They hold on to that mentality of of, uh, of every metal band sounding the same. Yeah. But people like. Just <laughs> <laughs> assaulted Justin with it's some. It's funny because I actually heard that in I heard that the context. Uh, someone's <laughs> trying chocolates. Yeah. Doritos. Yeah. yeah we th- <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, yeah I'm gonna hand yeah, that to you. Nah, fuck them. So. Yeah, but um, but Mark made a good point a couple of days ago when we were rehearsing. Um, I hate Continue. you. I hate <laughs> you for that. <laughs> I'm going to call one with the boys. Yeah. yeah. I take, my, take a sip of my Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Some ASMR. <laughs> I'm glad I'm part of this. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be on take a drag from the podcast anymore. anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to share this with my Facebook cougars. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I was, I was going to say... Uh, the market, guys. The market. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah and I, was, I was going to say, Mark made a good point about, um, you know, because we, we, when, when they were writing the music... They said they didn't want to write it full on, crazy, up to eleven. So they wanted to do first because if you look at Tool is a perfect example of this. When they put out, you know, Undertow, in I think it was like ninety three. Yeah. Um, it it didn't sound like anything they did after that, like Ten Thousand Days or Lateralis, because mm-hmm. it was more accessible. Uh-huh. You know, you good? <laughs> I don't know how laughing you good. Um, <laughs> anything they did they did after that, because yeah. they you, you know. A lot of bands, when they when they they try to change their sound, they have to do it gradually over the course of however many records, because it it familiar it familiarizes people with a certain sound, and if you change that sound drastically, there's very much um, a, a chance of, of of them not accepting the new sound, and you like you lose fans, you lose money, et cetera. Like Bring Me the Horizon is a perfect example of this. They lost all of their metal fans, but they gained. All the fans that are now going to Donington and Rock and Ring and mm-hmm. like all the stuff in Germany, like they're, they're like a headline band. They're headlining. Right. They yeah. headline Wembley, like before before it's this even deal. record even came out, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For a band in that kind of genre, yeah. That's oh yeah, absolutely. But also on the, on the flip side of that, if you start off with things that are that are mm-hmm. less accessible that people will not listen to, it's harder to put out more releases that are more accessible because if no one cared in the first place, they're going to care after however many albums. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the way that I saw it was twofold. Firstly, it was it can also it can sometimes come across like a bit pretentious when you do overly com- overly complicated music when you're a new band. Yeah, I think even if you're not intending it to be, because people will hear it and then they'll be like, "Well, these guys are trying too hard." Yeah, like, exactly. I don't even know who they are. You know, you kind of need to like dip people's t- toe in the pool like kind of lightly at first because yeah. they just they don't know who you are. Yeah. I think when people know who you are, you can expand and go into all sorts of fucking territory. Yeah. But I think it's. But the other thing was, honestly, when it comes to writing our, our stuff, I, it was never really intended to be like it is. It's just it's just how it came out. I just wanted to write s- more straightforward tracks because I used to write lots of technical music. And then now I was just like, you know what? I just want to write the best song I can. I just want to write something that I would sing to myself. That's fair. That yeah. is something I wanted to ask you guys. Is how did you guys end up finding the uh, sound you wanted to go for? Accidentally. Accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <coughs> It was really that that process, wasn't it? Of just 
trial right. and error. Trial and error, figuring out where the boundaries are. Like, is this too heavy? Is it not heavy enough? Is this too melodic? Is it not melodic enough? And then just kind of finding our boundaries of, right, this is where we feel comfortable, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah I I see that we, we did we did that with confinement. It was funny because when we started it, we were like, we're gonna play <laughs> deathcore. We're like, okay. Oh, they said down tempo. Or down tempo, sorry. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, cool. And then we started. It's funny because we were playing in uh, drop B when we first. Or no, yeah, drop B when yeah. we first started playing. And we're like, yeah, let's let's play let's play down tempo and drop B. We're like, okay. And then we wrote. We we sat in a room. We jammed for a good four hours and just like riffed for whatever you know. Like he had a riff, I had a riff. He had a riff, I had a riff. Kind of just played back and forth. I didn't have a riff. Well, no, because the, the the first rehearsal we ever did, he wasn't even there because we didn't have a drummer. I didn't want cookies that day. No, and it's uh, and then the next the next rehearsal, he drove me, and then I, I was like, "You play drums, right?" He's like, "Yeah," and so I was, I was like, "Go get behind the kid." He goes. Okay, <laughs> so we started jamming, and what came about didn't we? Did, we weren't expecting to, it to sound like that. We we're like, "Oh, this is cool. This is not what we wanted to do, but this is cool." And then after that, we we really like f- almost forced it. Like we 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 had to sound like this. We need mm-hmm. to sound like this. We had to sound like this, and it didn't feel organic. When we started jamming, we switched to seven strings after that, and we kind of just jammed around whatever sounded good. And then once we found that that pocket of oh. This is cool. Let's just go with it and see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. That's when we started writing all of our songs, and they came out pretty well. I th- I'm yeah, sure exactly. we'll, we'll, we'll release them eventually, but yeah, it's a process that you can't. I don't think it can be too contrived either. No, I don't think, no, 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 no. Because no. if it is, people people sniff out fakes, oh, uh, even if they don't know it consciously. They subconsciously will just feel something isn't right. About yeah, it. of course. All of our like successful songs came out like someone would leave the room, mm-hmm. and there'd be two of us. And we would just like fuck around for ten minutes and be like, "Whoa, that that, let's do that," and then record yeah. that. And that's exactly how like yeah. most of the shit just kind of like came about. Yeah, which is like random like spurts of of like not. <clears throat> and actually, uh, when it comes to our music, it it's not been that much different. It's not like Josh and I sat down in the beginning and thought like we're gonna write some fucking radio hits or something. Yeah, it, we just sat down and was like, "This is a really cool riff," but I sing and play. And while I can play really technical riffs, I have to still be realistic with what I can sing and play. Right. So that in itself constrains us to some kind of boundaries, which mm-hmm. is useful because it means like, well, I have to be able to sing and play it. So then we just do the best we can within those boundaries and it kind of comes out, it comes out. And I'm really proud of it. I think it sounds awesome. No, it does. It sounds really bitching. And uh, the response yeah. has been really good. And we obviously have a label straight away, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know, because when they, when they approached me about it, like, yeah, um, the label, this and that, I'm like, wait, you mean like, like a label? It's like, yeah, and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, cool. I'd suck a couple of cocks, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> there it so is. The truth comes yeah. out. That's what I yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Casting couch. <laughs> I thought we were just doing that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, that was for the label. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. You deleted that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck. <laughs> it's only gay if you swallow. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Checks out. Checks out. Yeah. Are you guys writing more uh, stuff at the moment? Yeah. We're sitting on what six tracks? Jesus, Jesus. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the band. Surprise! Like, oh. I didn't know that. Uh, seven, seven. Oh, you're working on the seventh at the moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, then we have another one in the oven. We'll have about eight by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just keeps growing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over yeah, here, yeah. like trying to write this. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, thirty-two. We're trying to we're trying to ease we, surge we, into we it. Have, you we know, have the like next uh, six albums already. Written. I was gonna say <laughs> we're trying to ease them into it. You know, it's it's kind of like a bit of dating. You know, you, yeah. it's not like you just go like straight to fingering. You kind of gotta 
You know, I do, yeah. fi- I do fingering. No sex before marriage. So then... Um, What's your so we're, we're try- you just keep it there? I still don't have sex even now. But <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> it's oh. too much hard work. So then what we... <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what we, what we do is we're trying to ease them into it. Well, this was going somewhere. This conversation was going somewhere. Nah, Maybe those policemen were right. Maybe I am high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like, like do you smoke weed, bro? It's like, look, my hair's just like this because the window's down. <laughs> right? <laughs> So what if I have a roach on me? Shut the Dude, fuck I was, up. I, I, yeah. I, was about, I, was, I was about to say, man, you'd, you'd, you'd get along great with the people in Venice, guaranteed. Well, Venice in Italy or Venice Beach? Yes. Venice Beach is yeah, California, yeah. bro. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yes. both, as a matter <laughs> yes. of fact. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are shooting for a full length? Or At uh, some point, yeah, we're going to try to ease. It's all about easing everything into it. Right. Like, yeah. surge into the songs, ease the crowd into the songs. We're, the label wanted us to do t- uh, a, a new single every two to three months. And it's in our contract there. So what we have to do is we have to do like two more singles. And then after that, we can pretty much do what we want. If we want to do an EP or a record. We were mm-hmm. talking about it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we tossed around the idea of releasing, like finishing out the singles uh, and then releasing an EP. And then, you know, hopefully by that point, we would just have like we do now a lot more material written. Right. Uh, which would then lead to a full length. Yeah, sometime gradually re- build up realistically, to it, I suppose. Yeah, realistically, because a- as a musician, you never stop writing. You know, like like if 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 this is something that you want to pursue, you don't stop writing. Like you're always, you have ideas. You're sitting on ideas, sitting on riffs, sitting on lyrics, whatever it is. You know, you're always sitting on something that you can uh, readily build on at any given time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because I've been I've been playing music for like what like ten years or something like that. So I'm always writing, always doing something. I'm al- I've always have my mind revolved around doing something creative, mm-hmm. you know. E- like even when I didn't even know how to play guitar, I was like just doing random shapes that I knew, and that was like that was pretty much all I did was I'm always writing, you know what I mean? And it's 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 cool that that when you know you're sitting on all these songs and all these tracks, you have all this room to work with. Mm. It's it makes things a lot easier, I think. I yeah. feel like. Uh, sorry, I feel like you guys have a really unique perspective because basically the other three people that we interviewed, or two people that we interviewed, definitely didn't have a label. You know what I mean? Like, it's all very small and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as the people maybe listening to this who don't necessarily know labels and, mm-hmm. like, are, are just getting into that, uh, what are, like, the benefits and the, like, like, the pros and cons, essentially, of having a label? I think for me, at least, it's kind of given a... I'm not just responsible to myself kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, a bigger thing happening here that I, you know, owe something to. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's a single. And, you know, eventually just more activity, more right. things that Factory will... picture's out now. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, so, like, I mean, yeah, we just launched a single yesterday, so that was kind of our first payment back to yeah. them in a way. It's 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 wild. Like I've only been in this band for less than a month, but it's wild to see the response that we've gotten so far from Facebook, Instagram. You know, people just commenting on like, like even my personal Snapchat page when I post on Snapchat, they're like, "Oh my god, this is super sick!" And like, people would message me about, "I love the lyrics. The sounds great. The mix sounds good. You know, like like this is this is this song's killer." It's like, whoa! I like, saw you guys. Uh, you're promoted. Uh, single on Instagram or like just scrolling through and it was like wait I know those guys <laughs> hold on a second yeah and the label but thing you, you make a good point about that the pros the pros and co- we're quite fortunate with because it's an independent label mm-hmm. there isn't really any cons because mm-hmm. it's not like a major label where they're like well you have to 
it's like there's not really strict conditions. So I suppose there isn't really any cons as far as we go because the independent label is better than being on our own and it has no constriction like a major label. Right. So it's kind awesome. of no cons really. It's cool. Um, the pros are it does help with radio. They like they get us out to a lot of radios, which is good. Um, so that's really cool. Like we had a, a radio play in New York and uh, WVox fourteen eighty AM, and it goes out to a million people. So that's really cool. That's crazy. Um, so that's really nice. But uh, I think Josh made a good point about the accountability thing. I think it's like when you it becomes work almost. Then it's no longer like a hobby. It's like uh, I've actually got a work mm -hmm. like this actually has to be good yeah and if we sent them a, a track that wasn't produced very well or something for example they wouldn't be able to take that track right so it means it has to be at a certain quality because right. i remember the i reached out to this label for the first time in 2014 in my old band mm -hmm. and i thought the track was really good and it was but the production wasn't great and they just said no the production isn't up to standard right so they do have high standards of course um but they loved this straight away, so to me that was awesome. So yeah. also, I, I, another, I think I think it's cool that <coughs> it, it keeps you from getting complacent as well, because that, that's a lot of thing that I've that I've I've noticed personally is that some people they get complacent in their music where they <laughs> they like like okay this works I'm used to this let's just do this and get comfortable you know what I mean? Which I also will say uh, back to what you were saying earlier like. In a way, yeah, it felt like work, but I, I think that's what a lot of, like you said, local bands kind of run into is that it's it's them jamming with their friends. Yeah. Until it's exactly. real, you yeah, know, exactly. until there's attention on them. But if you go into it with an attitude of, okay, like we have to take this seriously and divide up where, you know, the creative end of being in a band, you know, we, I guess, moderate that. And we moderate the business end of being in a band and, you know, w know when work and play is happening, basically. Right. It, it changes the dynamic of things drastically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, like, how do you approach a label? Because, like I, I, like I said, like, a lot of the people who would listen to this have no idea because they have been jamming with their friends for three years. Yeah. And, uh, no, <laughs> and, and only a couple shows. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, no hit on that. Keep doing that, guys. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's how we're, we're, you have to do that. That's how we all did it. I right. mean, if I didn't do it that way initially with the old band, I wouldn't have ha had the labels contact to begin with. Like, so I had to go through that process of like jamming and jamming and jamming and recording and recording and recording until uh -huh. it gets right, right to even break the ceiling where I can have those contacts. Whereas now, I can come straight in with it. But that's only because I did it before. Gotcha. Right. Uh, so you kind of have to go through that. Um, yeah, what was the question? I can't remember. Just like I'm how, not how do you approach? Uh, <laughs> yeah, how, how do like, you approach a label? Yeah, yeah. So you you have to show them that you don't need them. <laughs> That's the best way to approach it, and it's kind of like it's kind of like picking up a, like a woman mm -hmm. in a way. It's if you come off too needy, scares them away. You kind of have to be confident, calm. And it's the same way with a label. You can't come in and go, look, we really need you guys. Or our band's never going to go anywhere. You kind of need to come in and go. Well, we're actually doing pretty well. We we here's the here's the quality of our track. Here's the quality of the writing, the production. We we're doing gigs, this that whatever. We have our merch sorted. If you kind of do all of that stuff, the label will invest in you because you've invested in yourself. Okay. But you have to invest in yourself first. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a big like. I guess like not miscommunication. What's the word I'm looking for? Like big like barrier. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like uh, like barrier for people to be like, oh well. 
I have music. Why can't I just put it on the label? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, like I, I've been a, in a band for four years and you know nothing's happening. What the hell? It's it's obviously their fault because our music's good. You know what I mean? Like, the entitlement thing can be a problem too. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to be like that. I mm-hmm. used to feel like, look, my shit's really good. Like, why haven't they signed me? Like, why aren't I? Why aren't I as big as like the people on American Idol or some shit? They're all <laughs> yeah. shit. Um, but then you have to, you know, you have to get rid of <laughs> that entitlement attitude because ultimately it doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you have to be humble. And you have to be able to look at all of your stuff objectively and say, is it actually good? Like, really? Mm-hmm. And if you can do all that, you'll fix all the errors. Yeah. And if you fix all the errors, then it actually will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you really will have clout when you approach these people. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, 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 that is a big separation of people who really want to do this and the people who think they want to do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And pl- like, plus, I think that it kind of goes back to people getting complacent where, you know, they're intimidated by, oh, it's a label. I don't want to, you know. It's like if 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 you if labels intimidate you, then you're doing something wrong, you know, because because in in the end, if the, if you do take this seriously, this thing you want to do, you should be able to to readily have things to show people that matter, you yeah. know, yeah. like 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 people that can get you on bigger shows or get mm-hmm. you on a label or put out your music. If you're intimidated by those things, then you're doing something wrong, you know, yeah, or it's just not for you. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you know it's it's um, like comes down to that that professionalism like you're saying like having your things ready to go and ha- and having that mindset of okay I need to to kind of step this up to where I can show this to someone that can get me somewhere you know what I mean yeah. and it's 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 one of those things where you know a lot of people don't really understand that well they if you were just, going for a job interview yeah you wouldn't go for a job interview without knowing something about the job you're doing. Yeah. So if you 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 would either have gone to school for it or you would have researched the company, you would have done something. And then it's the same process. Like if you go <laughs> if you go in if you go into a label, you need to kind of go there with like you're schooled in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, and be confident with it. And it, it'll work out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because there's like a hundred other opportunities behind that one. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's all a numbers game with the music industry. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to just have tough skin. I think a lot of that too is like, you know, a lot of people throw around the word networking. A lot of that doesn't mean that you necessarily are standing on the street corner, you know, preaching out whatever, you know, trying to get your contacts. Like a lot of the time, if you're just doing the right things, you're going to meet the right people and they will fall into place when you need them because you are at the point where you then need them. Be that, be that, that game changing producer, be that the guy who then eventually signs you or whoever it is like, a lot of times you'll find that the people that you wanted to meet, you know, five years ago are the people you're meeting just because of the things you're doing now. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it as well, because I remember speaking to a booking agent many years ago, and that's basically what she said to me. She was a big booking agent. She had like um, Alter Bridge and people like that on the. Oh, wow. And uh, she said to me, the hard thing is if you get a band too early, uh, it doesn't work for the agent, and if they get you too late, y- you have too many options. So it's kind of like that. They need to get you in that right spot. And I think that, who knows when that is. I, it, it's kind of a th- Is it when you have 200 people in a venue? Is it 300? Who really knows? Mm-hmm. But the thing is just to keep climbing and just to keep pushing as much as you have. The more you push, the more options you have, I guess. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Totally. I feel like that helped a lot of people kind of just starting out in this whole thing or just kind of yeah. like, oh, I think I want to do this and and kind of like informing them like, no, you really got to like want to do this. Otherwise, yeah. this is like, yeah. it's going to f- not go anywhere. The, the thing as well is like where I changed my mindset, you've got to do it just for you most importantly. Like if we didn't have a label and I didn't know these guys and I didn't have a band, I'd still be writing these songs at home. Mm-hmm. 
even if it was just writing them for me to listen to. Yeah. Ultimately, I just write songs that I want to hear. Mm -hmm. And we work on the stuff that we want to work on. And I think that's always got to be first and foremost. You've kind of got to be selfish with it. You can't be writing for other people. You can't be writing to be successful. Right. You you create the best thing you can because you really care about it. Yeah. And then you will draw people in if you really care about it and if you're good at it. Damn. Yeah. Some knowledge on this podcast, finally. <laughs> Instead of being like, how's the weather going? <laughs> Hot. It's like Always hot. California's on fire again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I think that's been every episode so far. Like, yeah, California's on fire. We're still on fire. We're still outside. We're still outside and on fire. Yeah. That dog has been barking today. Thank God. Dude, you should have heard him. Or we have this freaking huge lab next door. Oh, yeah. Every freaking every podcast, day. dude. Every. Watch him start barking because he did that. <laughs> we have a... a Possum that comes through here. Nice. Yeah, little farm guy. I don't know where he's at, bro. I was trying to get him on the podcast, and he won't. He won't show up. Damn. I, call, I called him out the other day, like he was here two weeks ago, and I called him. I was like, "Yo, fool, get on this podcast lemons? right now." Fool? Are they lemons? Yeah. Can I have a lemon? Uh, if they're good, yeah, go for it. Pick I mean, one. I'll get one on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we we get rid of one one to like just eat. Just eat. Bite it. I would. I just you know like I need this. I need the citrus. Yeah, go for it, dude. Yeah, we get rid of those. So I fucking hate Brits. That's a bit harsh. Oh, oh. So you've been in America for a year, ish. About a year and a half collectively. Yeah. I'm sorry. How is it going? How's it going for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going all right. I mean, it's. I like it if you just took out all of the Americans. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me think yeah. about that. Uh, I got invited to a Native American reservation, actually, up in Dakota. So That's your you people, isn't to? it? Yeah. Uh, no. Which no. of the Dakotas? We're, we're, we're down two. here. Yeah. Uh, fuck knows. I don't know. North my, my, Dakota, my people, South, my Dakota, South Dakota, West Coast, Wyoming. and South. One of those places. Yeah. So if like if Wyoming if, isn't one of the Dakotas. So if <laughs> <laughs> it's connected. You know. So if you start, so I'll put it this way: our people, my people, if you start in Dakota. And you go to the other side of the country and then straight down, that's where I'm from. <laughs> Mexico. Uh, yeah. Right above it. Oh, okay. wait. No, What's up? God, bro. Uh, for the so people, it's, it's, it's who are like your people? Just Apache for... and Cheyenne. There we go. For the Mexican. listeners. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I'm uh, Mimides Apache and Cheyenne. He doesn't Cheyenne. either. Don't worry. <laughs> ba basically, it's all the west, like the west side of the country. So he just Mon says a tomahawk well, for show. Minus what? Montana. You're, you're Apache and what? Uh, Cheyenne. Oh, okay. Like from Montana. So Cheyenne from Montana and then Mimides Apache from like New Mexico. Are you California. like Native American like Elizabeth Warren's Native American? No. Or are you like... <laughs> you, uh, Not at all. You actually, gotta, yeah. we, we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd actually, I'd actually be entitled to money. However, um, my great-grandmother was like, hey, I'm gonna get kicked off the reservation. So our family's like... Uh, that's rough, man. Yeah. I have to check. I don't know if I'm, rough. I don't know if I have enough in me. I, I, I do. I just can't because basically after that happened they erased my family's records from the reservation Dang, fuck yeah so it was like alright cool they we're gonna we're, you, we're, we're gonna go move to LA they banished you dude they literally they Shout banished us the palm trees I'm, dude uh, I have the palm trees and crack Apache and Comanche in me Jesus no one is so angry all the time what about you Mark <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah yeah actually what do you like English and well my family's actually Irish ah. so ethnically I'm actually Irish yeah I'm sorry uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so I mean I don't tell people because I prefer to be on the winning side of history so I just tell people I'm English um, but uh, yeah ethnically I'm actually Irish my dad's from Belfast mum's from Scotland mum's parents are from Ireland as well oh okay for sure speaking yeah. of Ireland did you hear about what Connor did recently 
with, with the punching the old man after or? that. <laughs> uh, he, 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 he was he was he was, he was like in he, Moscow like, like no no he was like I kind of just did that for clout no shit yeah really? the old man it. thing yeah, yeah. you know apparently he's trying to fight uh, <laughs> he, he wants the rematch but also uh, not Poirier oh god what's the other guy who uh, he fought him when he was younger and won obviously uh, <laughs> it's not. Poirier? Dustin Poirier. Way to, way to narrow it's, it down. Oh my god! He just tweeted the guy who just. Um, Did he fight recently? No, I don't think so. But basically, like after the um, Khabib and. Um, can, can I can I just see Connor Max Holloway already? Dude, no, that's not going to be. <laughs> I I just want I just want to see Max Holloway beat this man. I don't think like that'll like be. I I'm I was a Conor McGregor fan for a long time, and. Which time? What like when did it stop for you? Which time? <laughs> the, I think after. After the bus thing, I oh, was it was like, right. It was Dustin yeah, Poirier. Yeah, was oh, bullshit, right? Dustin Poirier said, "I think me and Connor uh, running running it back makes a lot of sense at this point." Oh, he replied, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Breaking <Hold> news. Up. <laughs> Real we time did. update. I fed you to the canvas in ninety seconds, bro. <laughs> you should you should have spoke my name in a bit more respect in the next build up. McGregor's not next, motherfucker. McGregor is always McGregor is the goal always. <laughs> Say that now and th- and I'll think about it. Say that to Khabib. Holy <laughs> shit. Hey Connor, you're not Chill gonna get out. a fight. It's okay. Just the old man doesn't want to fight. <laughs> Honestly, man, he only fights when he needs money. What if that was his next opponent? The, the, uh, next the, opponent old man? the old man. I would I would pay a lot <laughs> to see that. I, I just I just want to see him and Mayweather in, a, in an octagon. That's I'm not going dead. Oh, that's never happened. That's yeah. Listen, dude, Maybe I can only do so much with the fucking cord. <laughs> Bro, give me your mic. Do, do you guys watch mixed martial arts? Well, I. Used to, uh, I got off it recently. Darren Till, it, it became too, it became too <laughs> yeah, corporate and boring uh, yeah. for me. It became yeah. too like it, all of the fights started to be lined up for just making tickets and box office and yeah. stuff. And then I just kind of went off it. I mean, yeah. I've been doing MMA for years now. I've been really? doing yeah, I do Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, pretty shit Jiu Jitsu, but <laughs> good shit. at Muay Thai. Same, yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very good at grappling because I'm just too stiff, but I'm good at Muay Thai. I got a black belt in karate when I was 16 and kind of oh, knocked nice. the old martial arts in the head. Yeah, but yeah. I've been doing MMA for years, but I just stopped watching UFC because it just got too corporate for my liking. Do you yeah, watch anything else? That's, that's, how, it anymore. that's, mm. how, that's how it is now. I actually just don't really watch anything anymore. When In my spare time, I work on music. Really? Fair enough. Yeah. You don't have a fight? <laughs> no. <laughs> concrete slab Not fight. Not concrete, yeah. bro. <laughs> Pussy. With, with the lemons, dude? With the lemons. Loser gets lemons in his yeah, eyes. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Or with those cuts on your now, face. Now, just... now yeah, we're yeah. talking. Now yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah, it's getting rough. Blood I'm sport. In, I'm in, I'm in, what? He's ready to go. Oh, he's down, dude. Right um, now? On, I, on podcast? I didn't know people fought in America. I thought you just shoot each other. Ooh. I mean, you, usually we do, yeah, but it just depends have, on what kind of mood we're in that day. have guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, this is Los Angeles. Whatever mood, whatever mood this is, like, yeah. If we grab, we'll have to take my pants off because I have jeans on. So. Oh, I'm, I mean, I got... What kind of fight are we having? What kind of fight are we having? I yeah, fought yeah. with Jim. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's taking his pants off, so. Yeah, yeah. Hey. He's like, I'm going to take my pants off and we're just going to cuddle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll win that fight every time. We're gonna, <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to quote unquote roll. <laughs> <laughs> I've, done, I've used that with some women before. <laughs> you want to roll? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. yeah. I'll show you a rear naked choke real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's I mean, that? Oh. You, actually, you actually get naked. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but there's the thing is, um, there's commas in between those words. No, there's not. Let me show you my rear. <laughs> no, let me show you my rear naked. Choke. <laughs> let I me got, show uh, you my rear. 
or naked. <laughs> Choke? <laughs> My girlfriend's actually taking a jujitsu class Speaking today for the first time. Oh, um, shit. Tonight, she's like, there's all men here. I'm intimidated. Hope, and I'm like, hope, no, dude. I hope she gets belted and chokes you out. Ah, uh, she'll be fine. She, I, dude, I we, she we literally, muscle, we started, like, like because she was supposed to do this last week, and she started to, like, fuck around and in front of her roommate, and I was like... <laughs> She like like grabbed me and I looked at her roommate and we we're in like in her living room and yeah. I was like I don't abuse her really and I dropped guard and I oh. her, I literally <laughs> dropped pulled guard and mounted her and she was like oh fuck and I was like what's up babe and her roommate was like I'm just gonna go I'm gonna be, I'll be in the room it's all good I'm like I really don't abuse her it's okay it's hilarious he's just like I don't usually do this yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's all rapping <laughs> straight straight all backhand bro he's like I don't do this yeah. this 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 isn't me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's putting like, on a fat ring. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a cross. He's oh got a torch. He's heating it up real quick. You know what? I did, I did uh, think that wife beat a t-shirt thing was like a bit of a hillbilly t-shirt. This is a regular hillbilly. t-shirt. Is that <laughs> that's just a, white a, that's yeah. just a crew neck, bro. That's not even a white shirt. I mean, it is, is it, it is if you're in California. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> He's so mad. Listen, dude, I'm sick of this <laughs> shit. You're dealing with... Hey, whoa, 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 for a while. Yeah. Yeah, we also do quality. It was crazy. Speaking yeah. of choke defense, his choke defense is next level, dude. Oh, my God. See, because here, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that if you get... if you get, The thing is that if you get choked out for... Let's see. If you get choked out for a month in a row, you're like, okay, I'm not sure what to do, but I don't know what not to do. And then after that day, he was like, I'm never getting choked out again. And he never did. <laughs> he, was, he was like... I would go for his neck. He'd, like, he'd be like, he'd look at me and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started, he started shooting back and putting me in arm bars. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. Josh, but Josh learns. I, I picked it up. I, th I think you were the only one that submitted uh, Greg. Yeah, I did submit you Greg. You were the only one. Oh, yeah, I submitted he, like, Greg once. Over his leg, ankle, and he was like, Ask well, because because <laughs> he crosses, he crosses his feet. What am I yeah, supposed to exactly. do? He 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 had my back. Dude. He had his. He crossed his legs, and I was like, oh, there you go. Also done gotcha. That, after, after we were done, after we were done rolling, at the dojo. Greg had a bachelor party in this uh, gym, <laughs> and dude, I, uh, I almost had him, dude. I was this close to had I had him in a in, a, in an Americana. That's right, I remember that. Cause the, the, the Greg Greg is is freak strong. He's a strong dude, but Justin's a bear. So I, I remember that he had that grip, dude. I had it, I, dude. I locked it in, and his arm just turned to like stone, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't move it, dude. He just turned to stone. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's funny. Hey, your mic's. Your, I did the same. The court, dude. <laughs> I did the, I did the same thing. <laughs> Slap just you in the court. face. Um, I did the same yeah. thing where I had him in a kimura. I had him in a mounted kimura, and I remember him just doing this, like he like he just like he looked at me. Like, steal. like I had it. It was locked. I had his. I was pulling his elbow in and looked at me and just straightened his arm like it was nothing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was so mad, dude. I was great. so mad. That, that false was after security. He wrestled somebody else. It yeah. was like a gauntlet yeah. style. Remember he when he tried the... to get you in the banana split and you're like, I literally do the splits every day. What do you want me to do? And he was like, God dang it. <laughs> yeah, no, Greg, Greg was salty about that. It was, it was kind of funny because um, <laughs> I have full splits. Um, and he put, he tried to put me in a banana, uh, banana split, and it was kind of funny. 
because um, after that happened, he like looked at me. He was like stretching and looked at me, and I looked at him and I was like, "What? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. The thing with the uh, the grappling is grappling is, is probably the most effective jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is probably the most effective fighting style one on one. Oh, it is hundred percent. But it's pretty much useless if there's two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I gravitated more towards Muay Thai because I thought in a real life situation, and if there's more than one person. Jiu-jitsu is useless then. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if I get effective. someone an armbar on the floor, like say in a bar and someone fights me, and I was like, well, I'll take this guy down to the ground. The other guy's just going to kick me in just the head. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Whereas with Muay Thai, the... I can break this guy's kneecap and break this guy's nose. And then yeah. they're not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the BJ Penn bar <clears throat> fight after? The bar fight? Yeah, mean? so he just got into a street fight like, I don't know, like less than a month ago. It's because it, And he was, he was like... He's mad about losing every fight. He was in top mount on this dude and like the homie was standing back. What'd I do? No, I was like, it's right there, the cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he he was on top mount and, like, holding the dude down, and all of his homies were like, BJ, let's just go. Let's get out of here. Come on. And the fucking dude whose friend was on the bottom rolled up and du- fucking, like, double-cheeked up. Fucking oh. <laughs> and, and then he, like, he like got hit in the face, and BJ kind of looked at him like, what are you going to do? And he was like, and then all of, his home, all of BJ's homies were like, hey, don't, don't do that. They didn't stop him, but they're like, hey, brother, don't do that. Come on, don't. And he was like, all right, my bad, bro, my bad. Because there was like 18 of them, Jeez. and he wasn't going to stop him. But he like punched him like four times. And then BJ was like, what do you, why? I'm going to kill your friend now. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, all right, bro, my bad, my bad, my bad. This is a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's why I don't ever go anywhere alone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we, we've gotten into fights at shows so many times, but there's always been like five of us or more. Yeah. So like one guy will get clocked, and we're like, oh, let's go handle our business, bro. Let's yeah. go outside right now. Let's, 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 let's talk, honestly. And it's 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 funny because the the last fight that I got into at a show was mm-hmm. the show at the Glass House. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Yeah, this dude was Which he was on he was off of something. Uh, I don't know what he was on. Was like counterparts or something. Yeah, like it that. was it was some no it was Silent Planet. Oh, Silent Planet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the guy Silent that Planet. Said that he was gonna kill us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Shorty so so people. this this fool this fool <laughs> I saw him in the pit. He was like he was he was being a dick. Like he like he he like he punched Garrick for he hitting for like bumping too. into him. And I was like, okay, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna handle lightweight real quick. So I, I go into the pit and I'm doing my thing. I bump it and he punched me in the back of the head. And I was like, oh no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. Cool. So I put, it, I put him in a naked choke. I slap the choke on him. I spin around and out of nowhere, character just comes in and goes, boom, and punches like him square in the face. Punches him. It Dude, so square oh. into his eye. Was, like I felt his eye because I didn't see him. I was like, I was like, I'll be right back. And then he clocked me. I put him in a choke and I turned to go like look at Garrick like hey and I see a fish <laughs> boom and I was like oh Jesus Christ where'd you come from I'm like, I, I, I literally saw it happen like I saw him kick and I was like he's gonna do something and then Serge grabbed him and I looked at Alex because I still was wearing my glasses at this point and I was like here you go I'll be right back and she was like what are you doing and I was like we're gonna get kicked out <laughs> <laughs> and then grab your things right so literally, that happened, literally, I looked back as I was walking and she was like putting her backpack on and like, yeah, and I was, like she knows she's ready it's funny because right right after the dude got punched, I let I like I threw him into the crowd, so I didn't get caught. And then and then I just see Justin walk up behind me. He's like, "You good?" And I'm like, "I'm fine." <laughs> yeah. And then uh, his homie rolls up and he's like, "What's so, like?" Try guessing our face. And then the other like nine people we were there with yeah, there was came a lot up of behind us. us. There was like twelve of us, and we're like, "What?" And they're like, "It's like <laughs> deuces." The, de- the definition of like the really big rabbit and then like, the s- tiny rabbit is. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and then and then security came up and they're gonna kick me out. And I was like, "He hit me first. They're like, "Oh, okay, never mind." Didn't check nothing. Didn't, and they're didn't like, so we can't fuck. get into any fights because I'll get deported. 
No. Okay. We'll fight for you. No way. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, 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 uh, we'll just take yeah, a step yeah, back yeah. and we'll handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just Wait, there's the four direction. of us that yeah, need jujitsu. Yeah, if I get arrested, so we can handle up to four individuals. Oh, this is true. As a team. Oh snap! I mean, true. I wouldn't get arrested for jujitsu, so I could easily just like choke someone else. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I didn't hit him. Speaking of which, did, did you see yeah. the choke that Poye uh, t- got tapped? He, t- he got tapped well, with. He almost no. got Khabib in a guillotine, which was which nutty. was tight. And then he went tight and guillotine. Khabib was like, "I'm gonna hold on. Let me get on my back." All right, thanks. We're out of it. He was <laughs> no, like, "No, because here's <laughs> the thing: is like, that are you fucking Poye, Poye was up against. Well, he had Poye against the cage because he was trying to take him down, like Khabib does. And Poye, he had an overhook and was mm-hmm. like, "Hold on." Got the other arm underneath the chin, and then he dropped down to a, a half guard. Oh. Yeah, he didn't and get then, him in full guard. That no, was what he, fucked he, him. he dropped in a half guard, and he put the leg over, and he had him in like a, he had a butterfly guard with his left leg, and he had a uh, an over guard with his right leg, and he, he had it sunk. Mm-hmm. But because it was half guard, he was like, yeah, he just, exactly. he just rolled out, out of it. it. And he, again, Poye was like, <laughs> and then because Khabib's a monster, he threw Poye across the octagon, got his back, and then put him in the tightest or naked choke I've ever seen in my life. It was it it was tighter than that. That remember that choke that GSP choked out. What's his face with? Oh, um, Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes. Yeah, that was like I actually let me see. The, I have the picture. Yeah, literally, literally, he, mm. he feels it go in, and Justin just goes, "Fuck!" And then he just goes, because mm. it's just like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god. He knew. Like, he did. It looked like it was like a neck crank. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, just sunk just, in. God, that's yeah. brutal, dude. He's like he's he's turning purple. Like it was a thick choke. So deep, dude. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, dude, that's his that horrible. Head is like yeah. a whole foot and plus, ahead of his body. And plus, Khabib is like, he's a he's a beast. Like, he is, yeah. he, like have you seen his arm? Also, is it just me or did he look unusually thick for that fight? Like, like he was he was shredded. Listen, they were in in Saudi Arabia or wherever they were at Abu Dhabi. Or, oh, Abu Dhabi. They're not gonna check weight. <laughs> they were like, he made weight, and they're like, dude, he made weight. He made yeah, weight. like he, he's not like one eighty. He was looking, he, like, he, he was looking shredded for that not. fight. I was like, Jesus, I need to go see his doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, what is he on? Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Russian. A Russian. Yeah, Russian. yeah. yeah. he's 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 he's, he's on Dagestan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dagestan. Mm-hmm. It's an old KGB steroid. Can't be picked up. Untraceable. Doesn't show up in tests. <laughs> I think Vitor Belfort's still fighting. <laughs> well, Vitor's back on TRT. Mm-hmm. And so is Bigfoot Silva. And so is Bigfoot. And they're, guess where they are. Because they're fighting in... Bellator's Bare son. No, Bell- Bare Knuckle. Are they really? Bigfoot Bare? got to Bare Knuckle. Really? B- no. BF. Bare Knuckle fighting... Sh- BF- BFC. BFC or something like that. BFC, He's yeah. Bigfoot Silva. No, not Vitor. Bigfoot's fighting Bare Knuckle. Some fucking... Have you, have you ever watched BFC? Yeah, it's stupid. It's brutal, yeah, it's dude. it's stupid. It's brutal. So, have you ever watched any any barnacle fighting at all? It's stupid. Oh my god! There was their a, hands are there broken. There was a UFC fighter, a UFC <laughs> fighter that and fought. They're just like I won, and then they lift up their hands and they're like, "Ah, shit, that hurt. My hands broken." <laughs> there there was a UFC fighter that fought in Bar- in BFC. He fought a boxer, and I forgot who it yeah, was. Yeah, he fought a boxer, and um, they it was dude. It was ridiculous. There was a picture of like they were in the hospital together next to each other, and there was a picture of them, and they were just like swollen. They and they, cut. they looked like like John Merrick, like you know that is Elephant Man. Yeah, yeah, they look, they look, they look like John Merrick, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, and they got like fifteen hundred dollars for that fight. Yeah, <laughs> like they got fucking nothing. <laughs> they they were like, even cover their hospital bills. No, <laughs> no. They, were like, they were like, oh, this this is gonna that, get like two hundred thousand views. That covers that covers eight, the, the 18, ambulance 000. ride there. Yeah, they, they they got enough money for the ambulance ride there. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. Don't do oh it. Don't do bare knuckle. Yeah, don't don't honestly. How did you get into Muay Thai? Sure the hell it was just or? kind of like a natural uh, progression, really, from traditional martial arts you know because i said i got black belt karate when i was 16 then i kind of gave up martial arts for a few years Mm -hmm. and when i came back to it 
I was like, I wanted something more effective, mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. And something that was more effective in the real world. I want to be able to fight people that are fighters and actually have a chance at winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if uh, karate, like, yeah, maybe the average person, but if even if I fought a boxer with karate, the boxer's probably going to take me down. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Muay Thai, it's like boxing with extras. So I figured it's kind of a good thing. So that's kind of what I did. I actually used to, I started at 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Oh, Eddie really? Thing. Yeah. And uh, 10th Planet, the only one in England, uh, in Birmingham, and Eddie Bravo actually opened it up, I think, in 2009. Mm -hmm. So I started there. Yeah. That's and why you're in a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be why. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's cool, but my my uh, my uh, trainers were awesome. Like my Muay Thai guy was gold medalist in the Olympics. Oh wow! Uh, and he was really cool. Yeah, he trained out in Thailand and stuff. And he was a hell of a crazy guy because mm -hmm. he's one of the toughest guys I've ever seen. But he like took ketamine. He'd come in. He'd come in like off on a night on a vaccine ketamine, and he'd be smoking a pack a day, <laughs> in absolute perfect condition. And a <laughs> fucking tough bastard. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know, but he's just... What a beast. Yeah, yeah he'd, be like, uh, he'd be like, yeah, I just had a late night. I was doing some security and I sniffed some cocaine, but it was ketamine instead. <laughs> 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 and he was just there, like security. Is that and, like, better or worse? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, depends, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, yeah. So he had to do this whole night security, which he thought he took a line of coke. It was actually ket. So he's just standing there, Woo. like probably useless. And then he came in and trained it. Like, probably useless. It. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. No, 14 sure, people got murdered. Sure, he's like, yeah, damn, that sucks, bro. <laughs> but then he'd come in and we'd do training like 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Oh and my he'd God, probably still be high. But, uh, Jesus. But yeah, he was fucking strange. He was asleep he was, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still yeah. didn't wake up. But fucking hell, he was, he, like say he was tough. He had a gold medal in Muay Thai, so he knew oh, shit. Wow. Where yeah. do you train now? Uh, UFC, Long Beach. Okay. Oh, nice. Mm. That's gotcha. tight. Yeah, it's cool. It's literally just a couple minutes walk from my house. Oh, really? So, oh, you're out in Long Beach? Yeah, I live in... Um, Fucking knows, all right. What's it called? Uh, Signal Beach? Hill area. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I had an So the there. UFC is actually a few minutes from my place. Oh. So it's really sweet. It's cool. There's some good people there. Yeah. Uh, but it, I got to admit, I missed my old gym because it was like really in a rough neighborhood and it's like moldy ceilings and shit. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> you know, it was the but real deal. The this is fight. like really clean and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have like women in it. Mm -hmm. like, fucking. Women? What the fuck's this about? <laughs> uh -oh. Jesus. Um, I don't uh, want women in my gym. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Disclaimer. So, uh, do, they, do they fight you? Uh, yeah, they kick my ass as well, probably. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. At least levels everything out. At least you know your place. I'm not a dick. I just have opinions. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. So apart from the females, it's a good gym. But uh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Last episode. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Seri season, I mean, series finale. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's an end of a lot of stuff this week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just end of the band, end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Saw downhill from here, Everything's boys. Everything's going well. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I always wanted to try that. Anything like we right have now. to look forward to yeah. in the near future? Um, how near? When's the next podcast? We about do weekly. About a week. About a week. Uh, so by next week. Uh, well, Josh has got to finish a song Ooh. that we're writing, yeah. which he hasn't done. He said he'd do it today, and he hasn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna upload a bass <laughs> playthrough. So I'm gonna I upload mean, I'm gonna upload a bass uh, a bass clip of uh, fractured pictures soon on my Instagram. Cool. Channel. So yeah, I'll yeah. Do to look forward to, it. I've got a radio interview tomorrow actually. Nice. Um, 
from this to radio. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, wow. What a transition. <laughs> so that'd be cool. We're sorry. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it, it's a, it must be a pretty big station because they've had like Alice in Chains singer on it. And, um, oh, wow. Yesterday they what's, had... What Alice? I don't... Uh, <laughs> 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 that took you guys far too long. <laughs> Shit. Um... Why are we friends with him? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what the station is. I'm trying to think of it, but they just—they have loads of like really big guys. They just had Megadeth's guitarist on, actually. Um, so or Damastain. I, I don't know what the guitarist is. Dave Ellison, ex guitarist. Dave uh, Ellison, bass bass player. Yeah. No, no, yeah, bass player. Uh, so it's cool, man. I don't know what the radio station is. They're just gonna call me through Skype, so I'm gonna do it oh. after I get home from work tomorrow. That's tight. So Crazy. yeah, so that's really cool. Um, he all gets a chatterbait invite. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were like, what well, they did is <laughs> so it's like, download this. Like, yeah, it's like it's like slutroulette.com. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you Cat, catfish, right? Yeah. So they like they draw you in and they're like, psych. I'm really a 70 year old dude. And you're like, I'm still down though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where it gets really interesting. And they're like, oh, oh shit, you're not supposed that, to want it. And then and then then they, then they put that on the radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what makes it on the radio is that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so we've got that going on and there's some press stuff in the works uh, yeah so I think there's a lot to look forward to but it, everything's still so new music wise mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just uncovering day by day we have a string endorsement that I was talking to actually earlier guitar string company nice. um, that will want to endorse us so that's that'd be really awesome. cool that's super cool yeah do that Endorsers is another thing we didn't glance or we kind of glanced over mm-hmm. earlier when we were talking about labels. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Those yeah. that's a game changer. Yeah, for sure. Endorsements is a game changer. Yeah. Uh, Cuz again, you have kind of an accountability when it comes to the quality of gear you're using alongside Of course, you're yeah. By. Uh-huh. But also the things you're endorsed by, you know, you start looking into that more. Cuz cuz you've been endorsed by SJC and Axis for a minute now. SJC since 2016, they back me. I never signed a paper, so I used the word endorsement carefully. Mm-hmm. But you you associate with SJC heavily. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, uh, they did share the the video though. Yeah, they shouted us out. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, hell yeah. They've always had my back, and so you know, I use the word endorsement carefully, but they act the same way as they would if I did sign a paper. You know, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And I feel like that's maybe part of why they didn't even bother having me sign anything is because they that's just the kind of company they are. Honestly, yeah. like. SJC specifically is just such a family kind of driven and family oriented company. And even as they've gotten bigger, at least from the way I've seen, it hasn't really wavered, which yeah. you normally see with a lot of companies mm-hmm. as they grow. Which is awesome. Which is cool. Super awesome. Like mad respect. So uh SJC till I die is until further notice. <laughs> <laughs> until someone better comes along. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm pretty happy with SEC. <laughs> I I could see myself just making my next few kits with them. Yeah, the kit I have now is custom made 2016. That was super sick kit. A fucking yeah, experience, solid, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's been one since. Every time I take that kit to a studio, I always get a comment on those toms. Mm. Yeah, always, sounds, always. They sound massive. They sound huge. Yeah, they're just yeah. Because so I've, I've I've heard I've heard them on a couple of demos of Josh's that we're working on in both projects. That they just it sounds massive. Man. Mm. It yeah. sounds super sick. And then yeah, your Axis endorsement. That that's my longest running endorsement. That one I got when I was seventeen. Damn, damn. Jeez, I was in my fuck f- now? I was in my yeah. I was in my first band in high school at the time. Still, uh, I don't even know how they thought. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna say I don't know how they thought that I was a good idea, but I 
am flattered that they would take me under their wing like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's paying off now. They're another one of those companies where it's just so family yeah. oriented when you're there. Uh, they're based in Long Beach, so like I'm able to go and oh, visit and sick. say what's up Perfect. and like get my pedals maintenance or buy new pedals if I want. Right. And it's just it's a, it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. I walk in and I see Karen and Chuck, and like it's immediately just like, hey guys, and they yeah. know who I am and they remember me. They yeah, you know, they want to hear what's new with me, what's going on with music, like what's what's up next. Right. And mm-hmm. with the release of fat fractured pictures, you know, I gave them a call yesterday, mm-hmm. sent them an email with the info, and you know, that's just it's another cool little milestone that I have with them. Uh, they've been a company that, you know, in a way has just been with me damn near since the start yeah, of that's crazy. at least professional music, you know, yeah. since I've had releases out and stuff. And yeah. that's been a cool thing to say, you know, it's been very, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just given me a lot of, a lot more confidence mm-hmm. when it comes to navigating the music world. Cause it's like, Hey, I, ha- I have these, these people backing me. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's 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 a different feeling. It's yeah, a different, it's a it's a different it's a different uh, way of going about things. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, back to the accountability thing. Like I, in a way, represent that family too. Of so course, like I yeah. have to look good and I have to release things that are uh, worth releasing and that are of quality, so that you know, people look back and they're just like, oh, hey, you know, he represented well, or you know, right. he used those pedals well, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, we get you. Um, so not that, you know, all eyes are on me and, you know, my reputation is but dependent on access. But at the same time, it's still an association. Of and course. I like I like to think of it as a professional association. And yeah. I don't want to which it is play yeah. around with that. You know, yeah. of course, I, I like to maintain some sort of respect of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, do you have any covers that you're putting out soon or anything like that? Or not right now, actually. Oh, yeah? I got out kind of all of my last ones. And then we dropped fractured pictures, and that was kind of planned that way. I have another couple that I'll probably start soon. But Are you going to post a clip of a playthrough of fractured pictures anytime soon? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. That's been on my mind. Uh, I want to do it well. Yeah. And I have two broken crash symbols. <laughs> All of my crash symbols are broken. Thanks for <laughs> <us. Yeah. laughs> Actually, it's, it's it's hilarious because um, we were at rehearsal on last Monday, and um. I walk in the room because I was super late because it was traffic and just it was a bunch of BS. But I walk in. He didn't want to go. And <laughs> and we played one song, and I just seemed to do this, like what? And I was like, what? He goes, broke another one. I'm like, <laughs> this is the second one. He goes, yeah, I know. Maybe use <laughs> my only two. Maybe use lighter sticks, Josh. I use five Bs. They're not tree trunks by any means, but they're also that like stick ass. Also, Josh hits. L- I never yeah. Remember. Uh, <laughs> no, no, <Josh. laughs> uh, he hits you. really hard. He hits, he hits really, really hard. Yeah, Jesus, is that could have gone about Jesus. six ways. Yeah. <laughs> None of them are good. Josh, Josh hits his cymbals really hard, and uh, for as long as I've known him, because I remember when he was playing like electric kits. Oh and man! Then, and then he got a real one, and then he beat the hell out of it for. Like what? Three years, four yeah, th- years. Those stock heads didn't last uh, <laughs> 20, one practice. Actually, they didn't last one practice. No, I had geez. to go get another. Dude, set. we 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 had Josh as because before confinement was even confinement, we were a band like way way back when, um, and I, like I was actually one of the original, the original fi- uh, founding five members that started the band. And when Garrick left the band the first time, we called Josh to step in, and he literally. He literally broke the drum head no, in was one practice. Shit. No, they, th- there was a time before you. 
he came to practice. There, there was a uh, remember the one you broke in the beginning. The one, the one you, remember when you replaced it? Mm-hmm. He had broke the replacement head. Mm. In it the was first a practice. head. I didn't really. He he hit it so hard. Actually, he was doing blast beats, and it, what happened was it put a divot about this big around. It, it was it was about five inches around and about an inch and a half deep, just from the blast. Jeez, man. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what literally happened. Like yeah. he would he would blast and it would just go like it would just there would be a divot in a head. I don't uh, remember that. Yeah, Dense. But I don't recall. We, Noah <laughs> still has that head in his room. Oh fuck yeah, he still has it. It's uh, it's framed. That sounds like something. <laughs> I will say, in high school. I was stronger and faster than I am now, but I've traded that for dynamic and control. Yeah, and I wouldn't have changed that for anything. I, I'm I'm a lot happier with where I'm at now, even though I can't play 240 to 280 BPM. I can play, you know, one to 230 mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. 100 to 230. Yeah, but that's fun. what matters really, because in the, the day when people are listening to songs, they want to hear a song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. of course. And, you know, and this is the thing that uh, that I went through. Like I used to be able to play like. Steve Vai on guitar or something mm-hmm. like I can't anymore because I put all my time into writing better songs so I don't practice shredding anymore and I haven't mm-hmm. done for years because yeah. yeah. really I practice I just work on writing songs like what do people really care about more what do I care about more yeah. do I care about how I look shredding or do I care about writing a good song yeah of course you know? I can only get you so far yeah you know and I, mean? I think as you kind of just mature through your journey you do just gravitate towards like how can my technique be better for the song and how can I serve the music overall better? Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to build on that and say no hate to any music that's from 240 to 280. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do I still continue to write that, but there's definitely a place for it. I just, of course. Yeah. Dubstep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dubstep. Or what, what, what is it? Uh, extra tone and splitter core. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you look like a you look at a band like the Zenith Passage. Oh yes, dude. they're one of the best examples of like tastefully and artfully doing like a technical death metal yeah, style of music. T- tasteful blast beats. Yeah. <laughs> it's blindingly fast in every regard. Bass, mm-hmm. guitar, drums, vocals even at some points. But it's done in a way where it's not only digestible, but it's kind of easy to follow for someone who's maybe not super well-versed in the music. Mm-hmm. And... It's just really well done. At the end of the day, the production, the oh, dude, I feel theatrics that. of the synths in the background, the way it all kind of melds together. Whenever people, you know, talk shit on metal or talk shit on, you know, the fast, the really fast, you know, crazy stuff, I'm like, eh, I got a couple, you know, I, yeah, I got a couple songs that I could think of that would prove that wrong. Right. I, I felt the same way when I first heard the uh, uh, Shadow of Intent. Those dudes are holding it down, man. Mm-hmm. I think I, th- I don't remember, I don't know if they're from here or they're from the UK, but um, they're holding it down. Shadow, Shadow of Intense from here. They are. Are, yeah. they, are they really? I think so. I think they're from the UK. Anyway, um, they're holding it down, man. Like they 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 have some killer tracks, killer production. They have great great synths, great backing, all that good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I really admire the way that they that they they structure and phrase um, the way that they do like technical metal. You know. Mm. I got and a like, question for the uh, for the drummers. What are you guys? Uh, nothing. Top three drummers out right now. Right now? Jesus Christ. Mario Duplantier? Of course. That's just a given. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't not say his name. Uh, That's a tough one. Above and beyond that, I guess I would go Thomas Pridgen. Oh, yes, dude. X X Mars Volta, for those of you guys who don't know. Yeah. Um, He he played on the uh, um, uh, Bedlam and Goliath album, and I believe he played on uh, Francis the Mute as well. 
I'm a big Mingus guy from Dance Game and Dance. Yeah. Just like Matt Mingus is is a, is a machine. Yeah, Matt Mingus like it's he, not like the most crazy, but it's just like it's tasteful. What they do and like how because they're all like crazy, crazy, groovy, melodic, crazy. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. just like he can fit whatever they need at that moment. Like, he's also I, yeah. a machine. Yeah, he's fucking great. You're a fan of what's his name? Uh, Sam. Uh, Sam from from uh, from Vail. Sam Applebaum from mm-hmm. Vail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Sam Applebaum's really good. Mm-hmm. I. See, that's a tough question. Yeah, man. There's like because there's a lot of drummers that I look up to for different reasons. Yeah, but I would say my top three in regards to like who I think could just like win drum battles left and right. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. Just, <laughs> raw, <laughs> just raw talent would be Mario Duplantier, Thomas Pridgen, and Eloy Casagrande from Sepultura. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean his, <laughs> just, he knows more. Yeah. He knows more. His, I mean, that's another guy. Speed, technicality, and like dynamic. Yeah. <sighs> He's doing shit that you don't even like know how to count, but it sounds like mm-hmm. normal, mm-hmm. you know. It's uh, in, like twelve four. Andres from Sepultura is one of my biggest guitar influences as well. Yeah, Andres yeah. Kisser is, is yeah. a beast. He's yeah. crazy, crazy good. That was Super like good. my childhood of metal, really. Sepultura and Pantera. Yeah, and Metallica, obviously. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a given. Yeah, man. I remember speaking of Pantera when I first heard Rex Brown play bass. I was like, you can do that on a bass. Yeah. Like mm. like the the riffs from uh, all the riffs from Far Beyond Driven, all the bass parts from Cowboys from Hell, like those are like that was technical for like for bass players, you mm-hmm. know, especially because he played with a pick, and I always play with a pick, and everyone's like, you can't play with a pick, You're not a real bass player, you can't play with a pick, and I was like, Rex <laughs> Brown, <Pick> guy, yeah, <laughs> I was, like, literally, I was I was like Rex Brown, Jason Newstead, fool, like mm. that's all I needed, that's all, that's all I needed. Drops mic. No, literally. No, don't drop the mic though. I remember I remember <laughs> the first time I ever saw Jason Newstead play bass. I was like, who is this man? Like, cause, cause he was using a pick and he was like shredding on a bass. And I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, you can do that on a bass. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Al- also, oh, uh, you're a bass player. We might need one. Yeah. Just just oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's right here. Yeah. I'll, ju- I'll just, I'll just play yeah. guitar. I yeah. can do both. Yeesh. Who said you're playing guitar, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's your band? Oh. Mm. Okay. Hey. Wow. Well, this all got really. Uh, this got serious. Yeah, it usually <laughs> does. Yeah. Anyways, uh, where can we? Uh, dude, you yeah. should have heard us earlier. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> where can we find you guys? Instagram, all that bullshit. Where can we? Find uh, you guys? Instagram would be at Sovereign Sun Band. Mm-hmm. It's the same across all platforms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sovereign actually, Sun yeah. Band, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You have uh, LinkedIn. We have a Twitter. Do you have a Twitter? We have a Twitter, but I don't use it. I just created one. Uh, I don't fair use enough. It for anything. Fair enough. I mean, does anyone even use Twitter? I don't know. I Apart don't. From we, Donald yeah, Trump. Everyone uses Twitter. Homie. Yeah. Yeah. We all use Twitter. No, the no. guy who uses Facebook it's still everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me see. Twitter has 300 million users and Facebook has one and a half billion. How many still so use it? How many, how many active accounts, though? <laughs> yeah. uh, a billion. Active accounts. Mm-hmm. How many of those are dead? <laughs> <laughs> probably the active. Probably the Those people are still alive. Probably the 500 million. <laughs> that aren't using it, I suppose. Yeesh. Probably. <laughs> Probably yeah. the not active ones, I'd imagine. Most, most, most likely. That's the correlation. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah we appreciate fractured you. Thanks, thank folks. Thank you. Thank you. On er- yes, everything. Fractured right? Pictures is out yeah. now. Um, you can follow my personal page at Diamond Eyes. Uh, the O is an X. I changed my handle recently. Oh, thank God. Uh, Garrick underscore F on Instagram and uh, Garrick underscore Foster on Twitter. Oh, you got it right this time. I fucking had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, underscore Spirit Speaks underscore on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You got Indigo.blood on Instagram and Indigo Xblood on Twitter. I like to keep it fresh. <laughs> uh, Mark P. Malone on Instagram. 
on Facebook and Twitter. Are you link through the band page? <laughs> He's like not sure. He's like, that, that may or may not be my handle. Mark with a C. <laughs> that may or not be. May or may not yeah, be. Mark, my Mark with a C. P Malone. P Malone. Well, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, speaking of which, this is Fractured Pictures by Sovereign Sun. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. Later.